0: You're listening to the Become Inspired podcast. Advice, tips, and strategies for job seekers in the creative, media, and digital industries. And now for your host, Become Recruitment. well hi everybody and welcome back to another episode of the become inspired podcast and we have a very special guest this week it's our very first external guest because so far you've only heard from uh, consultants within the become group um but this week we have Adele Leah who is a career coach and mentor now one of the great things um but Adele is. She actually used to work for Become. So for many years, I'll, I'll let Adele tell you her story in a in a second. But she worked for Become. Um, really helped set up the Sydney and Melbourne offices. Um, and she has gone on. She's now living in Italy. And she is a career coach and mentor and works with clients all over the world. So a very big welcome to you, Adele. Great to have you here.
1: Thank you, David. Great to be on here. Very excited to be your first external guest.
0: Well, there you um, go.
1: And also to be uh, kind of back back in the Become team, which is is really good. So, um, yeah, I worked for Become for gosh ten years. So was part of the team setting up the Sydney office um, in gosh two thousand and seven. Two thousand and
0: seven, it would have been just after I er, just before I joined. So I joined two thousand eight, yeah. I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And um then after five five years in Sydney went and set up the Melbourne office. So it was um, you know, had an amazing time with Become, but after ten years and some life changes, it was time for my next career venture. Um, and you know, I really loved working with the candidates. Not that I didn't like the clients, but I really loved to help the candidates mm. and Um, You know, decided to specialize in helping people find their right career path and the right company they want to work with. Um, and really prepare them for their for their career journey.
0: Well, it's great to get your insights on that because I think that is one of the things that become has always been focused on where a lot of recruiters aren't in terms of working closely with the candidates and really helping them develop. But it's great that you've gone off and taken that even further. Um, so it'll be really good to get your insights in terms of what um, job seekers can do to to help them get ahead in the game. Um, so how is life in Italy?
1: Life in Italy is very good, very different. I'm living in, at the moment, a tiny little valley in North Italy, so quite different from the, the Sydney and Melbourne lifestyle that I, I had, but um, it's, it's treating me well at the moment.
0: And I'm right in thinking you're working with clients who are in the UK, Europe and Australia as well, yeah?
1: Yeah, yeah UK, Europe, Australia and the US. Excellent. I don't actually speak Italian yet, so right. I'm not working with many Italian clients, yep. although I did have one client that um, had been a candidate in Melbourne and moved to Milan, funnily enough, oh, right. and I helped him get a job in Milan, oh, which was very interesting. Yeah. yeah.
0: So tell us a bit more about the, because we'll get into. I know that you're going to share some your your top tips, um, but tell us a bit more about what you do and the type of work that you do with these um, the, these clients and and how you can help help them.
1: Okay, so. Uh, For me, I find with a lot of people, it starts off actually getting clarity on what they want. Mm. Often we know we don't like where we are. We know we want to move jobs. We want to progress in our career. But we perhaps haven't got a really clear vision Mm. of what it is we want to move forward to. And not just in terms of the next role, but in terms of our career path for five to ten years. So it really starts on getting clear with what's that growth. Mm. Actually, what do we want to be doing? And going out to five years from now, 10 years from now, and thinking, what do I want to have achieved in my career? What do I want to be proud of? I find when people get the clarity, and the the biggest part of the, the sort of coaching and mentoring is really actually sort of nailing down and, and sort of honing in on what is that clarity. Mm. And that's everything from, you know, specializing in the work. Because as we grow in our careers, we do tend to become more specialized in an area. Mm-hmm. So it's about the specialising in the work, but also who do we want to work for? what type of company, what's you know what's the sort of organization's purpose? I feel at the moment with a lot of people, there's um, a really big movement to actually having much more purpose and impact with the work we mm, do. Mm. Um, once that's um, you know and that normally takes a couple of sessions to get clear on that, and then it's about finding those companies. Positioning yourself. So there's a lot around personal brand and marketing. Hmm. Um, you know, I think when we, you know, initially starting out in in our careers, we just think we need a CV or a resume. Yeah. Depending on you know where you are, it depends on what you call it. But actually, that's a piece of marketing. Yeah. And so you need to know who you're marketing to. You need to know your skills, your strengths, which really are your features and your benefits. Yeah. And the problems that you're going to solve or the impact that you're going to make within a, within a business. So we really look at the marketing and that's resume and it's, uh, it's LinkedIn. I personally think resumes in the next, you know, three to five years. Yeah. Are going to become obsolete, and we're really agree. going to be using. We're really going to be using LinkedIn.
0: I would agree with that. Um, so many people are just. So many of our clients are now just looking at the LinkedIn, and you know they're they're not even interested in the CV. Not not everybody. So I would still definitely advise people to put the work into the CV. But it's interesting because a lot of people just don't put the work into the LinkedIn. Um, but no. the CV can be great, and they could have spent time agonising over it. But then um, they just haven't put the work into it. We, we actually did a podcast about um, how to kind of um, make the most of your like, LinkedIn profile as well because, um, yep. yeah, it's, it's an area that I think for development for a lot of people
1: Definitely. I'm just having a look now because I have got some figures somewhere if I can find them, just on how many people are actually using LinkedIn as the first port of call before going All right. live with mm. with job ads. I think it's something. It's either 73 or 87 Wow. Second. Yeah. Um, but it's it's um it's a huge amount. So, you know, and and really, you know, your LinkedIn it can actually be um can showcase more of you and your skills than than a resume Mm. and if you're putting it on your signature as a click-through this is why I think you don't you you know soon you're then not going to need to attach your your resume as Mm. well to 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 job applications also LinkedIn's advertising a lot of jobs so there's no point in applying for those roles if you haven't got your LinkedIn profile sorted so I then do a lot of work with clients on that sort of brand positioning
0: right Um, what we were saying is well one of the things that came up when we were talking is i think people forget that but linkedin is pretty much a search engine as well so it's about getting the keywords in there for the roles that you're looking for because you know if you that's that's how people are finding like when we're searching for people for roles we're searching on those keywords to see what profiles come up um and i think that's something that gets overlooked quite a lot yeah
1: so, the optimization on LinkedIn is really important. I am actually putting together an optimization uh, fact sheet. Oh, great. Um, so, that will be available to people soon. Um, so, what I notice with a lot of people is under their job title, they might put, under their name as their job title, they might put searching for employment. Yep. But actually, a hiring manager or a recruiter is not going to search, yes. searching for employment. Mm. So, it's little things like that that can really sort of, you know, change how much you, your profile's getting viewed. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, also, when, um, you know, the Google sort of, you know, when people are doing Google searches, often your LinkedIn profile's coming up. You mm-hmm. know, if they're searching under your name, your LinkedIn profile's coming up as, yep. as you know, one of the, the top, um, on the top search functions. So... That's really important, not just if you're actively seeking for roles, but, the, you know, if we look at that career plan for five to 10 years, mm. that brand positioning is going to carry you forward mm. and really be a bit of a sort of, you know, future proofing of your career. Yeah, that really you can get to a point that you're getting um, you're getting headhunted via LinkedIn. Yeah. Rather than having to always play in the live in the yes. live job market. Yeah.
0: I thought what's quite interesting what you were saying there as well is um, about getting that clear on that purpose, um, because I think so many people do, when it comes to career, they just go through and almost like sleepwalk through their career and they find themselves going from job to job to job without actually yeah. taking that time to sit back and reflect and think, well, what do I actually want? What is my purpose? What am I good at? Yeah. Rather than yeah. what am I doing and what's next yeah. on the ladder? Yeah. You know. So.
1: And it's not about, you know, as we... Um, sort of you know move through our career we accumulate a number of skills it's not always about what we can do because we can do a lot of things mm-hmm. it's about what do we want to do mm. where do we want to grow in our career what are the skills and the you know the strengths that we've got that we really love to use and want to use more of um, and that piece is really fascinating to to work with clients on that piece mm. and they have these aha moments and you, you know they start really seeing actually where they want to go and it's not you know it's not just another job they're looking for yeah
0: yeah you know
1: our careers we're spending 8 hours plus 5 days a week most of us in our careers so yeah. we need to have something that really fulfills us and and satisfies us yeah um so yeah
0: yeah. Okay. So I think we're skipping ahead a bit there, but because I know that you have put together your um top ten steps, you very kindly took the time to put this together. And we will put this on our website. We'll put these tips on there, but we'll also put them on your website as well, Adele, yeah. and um which we'll we'll get to at the end. But and it might be good if we, you can find that stat for us about the LinkedIn searches I, and we'll just put that on so, as well. You got it?
1: Yeah. Um, 87% of recruiters say they find LinkedIn the most effective way to find and vet candidates during the hiring
0: process. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. These days, it's um, you know, five years ago it was uh, we were kind of using it a bit. Yep. Now it's it's an essential um, yep. essential tool. You could you couldn't do the job without it. You know? so no it's crazy how things change but I mean that's that's all part of it so let's get to the 10 steps well, no, wait, to become a to? top
1: candidate to become
0: a top candidate there we go so let's start with um. what's your what's your first step what do, what do you think the first thing is that people should be doing
1: so we've we've spoken about this a little bit, but it's really reflect. Mm-hmm. So it's reflect on you know the experience that you've got, on your passions, just to get really clear on what your you know all your skills, but mm-hmm. the the skills that you you know you really love to use, where your strengths are, the type of um, you know the type of organisations, company structures that you want to you know you want to work for, where suits you. So you know I look at obviously I was a recruiter at at become as you are and you know loved it but it was not just the role it was the company
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and you could take that same job and put it in another recruitment organization and I wouldn't have liked it
0: would be different yeah.
1: Yeah, so this is really where that sort of reflection piece comes in. So it's quite a sort of, you know, it's a deep thinking process to, to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, but just give it some thought mm-hmm. before you head out for an interview, before you actually put your LinkedIn or your resume together. Mm-hmm because you need to position it for the type of, you know, for your skills and the type of organisation that you're you're looking to sort of move into.
0: So it's kind of understanding where you fit, what you, where you want to be, the types of people that you want to be surrounded by and things. But one of the other things you've said there as well is, um, you know, being clear on what you're good at. And I, I think some people struggle with that. I think not everybody knows what their strengths are or, or what they're really good at.
1: No, uh, I think there's a, there's a sort of sense that you have to go out and say you're good at everything. Mm, Yeah. And actually it's much better to find your niche. Yes. And to go, this is, I can do all that, but this is what I'm really good at. Yeah. You know, this is, this is where I add value. Yeah. So it is about being able to, and when you can sort of, you know, articulate that yourself, you can articulate that in an interview on your, on your marketing material. That's really what people are looking for. I believe that um, employers are looking at how you can save or make them time or money.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I, this is, this is you know, where the value is.
0: I think a lot of that is well understanding, you know, what, once you've said, once you've identified your niche and what your real strengths are, it just shows a level of self-awareness and maturity and it also just makes... Makes you more real, I guess, because if somebody's there on a CV or LinkedIn saying that they're just good at everything, it's just not believable because no. No, nobody's great at every single part of a job. So it's really about kind of knowing who you are, knowing what you're good at. Um, and I guess that's one of the things that you work with your clients to yeah. do. But if, if somebody's not working with somebody like you, perhaps they could. You know, go to your performance reviews or ask your line managers or even ask your colleagues, you know, like yeah. just have honest conversations.
1: Exactly. Or a really simple thing is to just sit down and actually write down your career proudest moments.
0: OK. Yeah.
1: Because often in your proudest moments, you'll find that's what you really love to do. And you love to do it because you're good at it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So and. All that information then, you know, forms part of your, you know, part of your pitch and part of your your marketing material. So it's about not rushing to just try and throw a resume together and try to get out to the job market. It's actually about taking a little bit of time, first of all, and, and do that, that reflection piece.
0: Yeah, cool. All right. So moving on, point number two.
1: Point number two is research. Yes. So You know, once you've you know, once you've done that sort of, you know, that self assessment in Mm -hmm. a sense, it's then looking at the companies that fit what you're looking for. So for example, um, you know, if you're a designer, it might be you've you've decided through that reflection piece you want to go in house. Mm Mm-hmm so actually being able to narrow down your narrow down your search with the research and then looking at the type of organisations that appeal to you the industry sectors or it might be you want a bigger agency or a smaller agency but do a little bit of research before you go out to market mm-hmm. into the companies that are out there and the kind of roles and again looking at the next role you want but even looking sort of you know further down the line to where's that going to going to lead you so you know a bit of a research in terms of knowing the market a bit more knowing now actually ruling some places out
0: yes yeah
1: is a really really good thing and it's really good when you go to interview particularly with a recruiter to be able to say you know I've looked at these companies I'm not interested in those yep. because yes i'm i'm veering more towards this
0: i love when people can say those things to me because again it shows Uh, self-awareness it shows that they've and you know it's those things when people have perhaps made a mistake and gone somewhere that didn't work out it's like when they've learned from that and come away and been like well I know what I don't want you know I don't want to work with that type of manager or that type of culture um those those are the the types of people that again it's sometimes to get clear on what you want to do you have to be really clear on what you don't want to do that'll definitely help you get there Yeah. yeah
1: Yeah, it it leads you there. I think, you know, from my um, number of years in recruitment, I heard so many people saying I'm looking for a nice company Mm -hmm. with a fun culture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But what's nice and fun for you is not necessarily nice and fun for me. So you've then got someone else steering your career because you've not really been clear and you've not really been able to articulate what nice and fun is so I'd say get really specific yes in in terms of that and also you know what I noticed you know with myself what I was looking for at 20 was very different to 30 and yeah, sure. was very different to 40 so we kind of need to do those self-assessments and look at you know what's going to suit us for who we are who yep. we are now
0: yep okay cool so that's point number two so moving on point number three tell us
1: so well we've spoken about this quite a bit but refresh your resume yes or you or your cv depending on you know what you what you call it Mm -hmm. um so i think you know when you've got clear on the first two steps the first two steps are really really key and Mm. i would say to people do not start your your resume or your linkedin profile until you've done those first two steps
0: yeah yeah
1: and you know, then it's about, particularly, you know, in step one, your skills and your strengths Mm -hmm. and the value and the impact you've had with the work you've done, that really needs to go into your resume and your resume or your LinkedIn profile. It's about being very achievement based. Mm. Mm. So it's not just about listing duties you've performed. Mm -hmm. It's about you've performed that to do this. And this was the result. So there's, um, there's a system that, um, you know, I sort of work with people called the car model. Okay. So it's about the, the challenge that you were faced, uh-huh. the action you took, and right. then the results that you had. Great. So you really want a results-driven resume and and aimed at the companies that you've identified you're interested in. Yeah. So those three steps then all you know you, you can see fit together
0: well it's so much more engaging isn't it because then it becomes a story and again it becomes real rather than saying I um, brought in loads of new clients <laughs> I was business I was really good at business development so it, it just doesn't mean anything because again what's good to you might not be good to me, and yeah. if you can give me numbers or even just like it doesn't always have to be about cold hard facts, but just bring it to life, you know, yeah. and pay, paint a bit Def- of a picture.
1: Definitely bring it to life, and say, um, you know, with designers, it might be I worked on um, a number of clients mm. and a number of jobs. Actually, think about roughly how many jobs that you would have on yeah. in one go. What what were your turnaround times? Yeah. You know what was where? Where were you in the sort of process? Mm-hmm. Were were you in uh, in front of the client taking the brief, Were you working with an account management team? You know, just give it a little bit more detail. Yeah, and um, it's
0: going to take a bit of time to get that right because I think you've got to be careful to not go into too much detail, otherwise you get this big long winded CV that's sure. that's going on. But it's important to take that time to find the, that kind of succinct storytelling element yeah. i i think i don't know yeah I, and i you. think
1: get it all get it all down on on paper and then you pick you know your top five yeah to then put on your on your on your resume and on your linkedin profile but actually that the process of of doing all this when you get into interview you're then much more prepared because yeah. you've done you've done the you've done the
0: work yes and I always um I did a podcast about the star technique which is kind of similar so yeah uh, situation task action result but the the thing that I like about that and I always encourage people when they're preparing for interviews is just to write those things out beforehand almost rehearse it and it's not that you're going to go in and say it word for word but once you've said it out loud once they're once or twice it starts to it's almost like a muscle memory you start to remember yep. it and then it can be um rather than fumbling around looking for um examples when you're asked you know tell me about a time when you've had to work to a tight deadline you know and some like uh, 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 you can go straight in with the story oh i was at this agency i had to do that yeah this is the challenge and these are this is these are the results you know
1: exactly exactly and that leads really well on to point four
0: yeah well that's (laughs) which is
1: about which is about rehearsing Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and you know I know when I was starting out in my career I never rehearsed going for an interview and I can sort of you know see see the mistakes I made and there was some really toe curling moments (laughs) um, you know when I walked out of interview but it is it's actually about sitting and rehearsing Mm -hmm. and Going through those stories, kind of going through your pitch, so you can be much more clear. Also, doing that it makes you feel a bit more confident when you go for when you go for an interview.
0: Yeah, because all of a sudden you're empowered and you feel like you know because you're having those positive conversations with yourself about oh, actually yeah I did achieve that I did achieve that because quite often yeah. you 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 don't always focus on kind of what your achievements are, but I think it's no. a good frame of mind to get into as well.
1: Yeah, I actually say to, um, to you might not want to record this video, <laughs> or you might want to cut it. I actually say to um, a lot of my clients to think like an Italian. Right. Because one of the things I've noticed <laughs> with Italians is they're very good at bigging themselves up and being very proud yeah. of even the simplest things. Right. So, you know, people will use a coffee machine, which is literally pressing a button, but say, oh, my God, I make the most amazing coffee.
0: (laughs) Brilliant. I love it.
1: So, or they cook pasta, and it is the most amazing pasta ever, and it's like you boil some water (laughs) and put some pasta in. So, I think going through those, you know, rehearsing and going through your proudest moments,
0: you
1: know, it is, like you say, it's about getting it in your muscle memory, and it's actually about sort of walking into that interview going I'm really good at what I do yes. and these are these are the examples
0: well know to, what you're good show. at goes back to that yeah. Know what you're good at know what you're not good at be prepared to talk about that as well but yeah you know don't be afraid to shout about your achievements because nobody else will you you need exactly. to you need to be able to do it yeah and it's not exactly. I think I've, I think some introverts do find that difficult because they feel like they've been or or maybe even a British thing, you know, feel like they're being really kind of arrogant and it's not always in, it's not in everybody's nature, but it's not about being arrogant. You're not overstating what you can do. You're just being honest about what you can do.
1: Well, I think there is if you can show where you've had the results, not just tell, so it's about not just telling them you're really good. It's about, so I say, you know, show, don't tell.
0: Yes, I love that. So just
1: saying I'm results driven. Mm Mm-hmm that's just telling them but you then need to show them the results yeah or you know I'm a greater this but it's then actually showing where you've done that and the you know again it goes back to this impact and it goes back to the value and these are you take like I say it takes a bit of time but these are things that really make the difference to to become a standout yeah candidate
0: yeah no I, I would agree with that and I think um it will feel weird rehearsing it like but you know get your mate, speak to your mate it's like even even doing it in the mirror or just t- talking oh, totally, out yeah. loud it's uh, I think it's I, I think it is crucial and I think it makes a big difference and um so I, I used to be an actor in my younger years so it was it, it rehearsal wasn't uh is not strange to me but Definitely. Before going to interviews, I haven't been to an interview for a long time, but um, I, I would do that. I would get really yeah. clear about kind of what I wanted to talk about. And it's not that you're going What I'd always like to be clear about It's not going in and reciting things word for word because you don't want to be robotic. But it's no. about having that framework because you talk about the star or car um, yeah. in your mind so that you can build that story. And you've got those examples ready to go. So um, if the nerves do kick in, you've still got that in the in the back of your mind somewhere yeah
1: Yep, I've had a lot of clients say that actually that rehearsal that talking to themselves when they're in the car when they're getting ready in the morning in the mirror just actually saying I'm proud of you know, this that I've done, I'm proud of that. I'm really good at this. They've really felt the shift in their confidence.
0: Right. Oh, that's interesting. And,
1: uh, you know, and I've seen the results yeah. of that. So it is definitely, although it seems a bit cheesy yep. and it's a bit cringy, yep. it is definitely worth,
0: you yeah. know, giving it a go. And this is your career. I mean, this is, these are honestly the difference between finding the, the dream job getting hired for the job that's going to take you to where you want to be or not getting it it's like totally I, I, it's it's so work just at least try yeah. it <laughs> try yeah. and see if it works yeah. for you yeah
1: well this is like tra- training for you know training for a race in a that's sense right. the rehearsal isn't it
0: yeah so yeah yeah cool and then point five tell me
1: um be professional yeah and you know this sounds really simple but I'm sure you'll agree and I think um you d- you did a podcast on something similar to this um, first impressions maybe it was yeah yeah but it's l- it's little things you know it's little things in the details so not you know if you can't answer the telephone because you're in a bar or you're in a meeting don't answer the telephone let yeah. it go to voicemail but have a professional voicemail set up yeah i know in um when i was in australia there was a lot of those 20 second
0: Oh, yes. I'm voice, just thinking some of the funny things. examples that we used to hear. Do you remember? And we would, we would play them out loud where people would have, like, the Queen talking in their voicemail mm-hmm. or, like, some Elton John singing and things like that. And you're like and, – and sometimes these are, like, senior – people and it's like oh this is really awkward you know. Or or
1: they've left a really silly voicemail message which yeah it is funny yeah but you just want to change it at the point in time that you're you know you're going out there for a job even email addresses.
0: Yeah yeah yes Yes. you
1: know some of the email addresses that I'd say I'd be like you can't send you you know you can't have that on your resume and you can't send your resume from that email address it's just it's not appropriate so it's it's little things like that and also uh, you know the amount of time that I'd, I'd in recruitment you know i'd call people up and they'd be like well sorry who are you what role was this i applied
0: for <laughs> yeah.
1: So again, it's just about you know having some note of who you've sent your who you sent your details to. Yeah. actually, I would advise let it go to voicemail, get the details so you can search back through. Yes. so then when you call them back, you prepared. So yes. these are you know it's small things, but it's sometimes those small things that make make a real difference.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. you don't want to be caught caught on the hop and in, in a tricky situation where you can't really answer and stuff so yeah um so great no I'm, I'm, I'm all for that be professional you, you can't overstate it and it's not about you know because obviously we're working creative digital it's not about being corporate it's just about being professional they're very different things you know it's not about being stuffy or dry or anything it's just about yeah um you know, presenting yourself in the in the best light possible. Yeah, I think.
1: and also, you know, be professional when you're you <clears throat> you're going to interviews. So, do your research. Yeah, you might be you might be interviewing a you know three or four recruiters, but actually do your research into that recruiter. Check them out on LinkedIn before you go. Yeah, you know, check check out if you're going to a company for an interview. It's things like that, and that you know, people say oh, I can't look at them on LinkedIn. You know, I'll, it's like I'm stalking them. Actually, that's really professionally. It shows should. that you're doing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, it shows you're doing your research. So there's just, there's quite a lot, I think, in just those little details that people, you know, tend to tend to forget about and, and skip over
0: Yep. so what I'm going to do here because i realizing we're getting tons of great value here and we're halfway through so I'm going to actually chop this episode up so we'll take a short break here um, and then part two of this episode will be with you next week so marvellous yeah so this is is all really good stuff and I think it's important that we we continue the rest so we'll we'll take a quick break and we will be back with the rest of the episode next week thanks for listening to the Become Inspired Podcast for more information head on over to
1: www.becomerecruitment.com